0: Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less and avoid getting ripped off. So that's what we're about. And so my goal, my job, is to give you advice and information that you can put to work in your life and in your wallet each and every day. And there are times that the advice I give you feel is short of the mark or just plain wrong or counterproductive. That's why at Clark.com we have Clark Stinks. It's where you can go and post and let me know where you feel I have come up short for you and that wallet of yours. So you post away, others can read your posts, they can agree, they can disagree, and there's a variety of topics, issues, and opinions at Clark Stinks. Once a week, our producer Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You
1: should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Maybe you're right, pal.
0: So, Krista, what are you starting with?
1: I'm going to start with this one. Certain article on your site about banks and DMV. Part of this article reads, quote, Meanwhile, as the journal points out, the DMV is facing an existential crisis right now. It risks losing relevancy in a world where fewer and fewer people drive. So a partnership with the banking industry could restore it to a place of importance in, the, importance in the American life, end quote. No offense, but this article, and they link to an article from AAA, casts some doubt on the notion that fewer and fewer people drive these days.
0: So people are not driving in much smaller numbers, although the trends are clear. Waymo, which is a spinoff of Google is about to start actually autonomous driving, no safety driver in the vehicle, for money. And it's launching in the next few weeks. They're keeping the date of launch actually quiet right now. And people 18 and under are getting driver's licenses at a much lower rate than historical. Today, one-third of 18-year-olds don't have driver's licenses. So the trend is towards people driving less, people not even having a license, and autonomous vehicles, although they always seem to be right around the corner and the corner keeps moving, definitely is coming.
1: Political Soapbox. I'm an avid Clark Howard listener and I appreciate all of the advice. However, I don't think this show is or should be a platform for political change in our country. 100% right. Recently within the last week I listened to a show where he went on for over 5 minutes maybe more about changes that we need to see in this country for our veterans that high school students should serve 2 years for 2 years when they get out of high school and on and on he went how does this help me save money in my wallet I think that if you have those ideas, it's great, but I think it stinks that you promoted this and that you should stick to the content of your show, and this did not stick to the content of what your show was all about. I love your show, and I'm thankful for all the work you do. Keep up the good work with saving me money. I'll listen to another station for politics. Thank you.
0: So three times each year, approximately, Memorial Day, the 4th of July, and Veterans Day, I do talk about our position in the world as a country and our responsibility as citizens to serve this great country of ours. And it is a change up from our normal format, but I think it's very important on those days to recognize the sacrifices of those who've come before us and what they've done for our freedom. And I do feel in my heart and my soul that we need for Americans to share the experience of serving our country. And that's why, even though it has nothing to do with the format of this show, you'll hear me talk a couple of times a year about why I think that people at 18 or 19 should be required to provide two years of public service to our nation, either in the U.S. military or in some other form of service to our nation. So we do. Have that shared purpose as citizens. So you're right. It does take away when I talk about it. You said five minutes. But if I, let's say, each holiday that I mention, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and Veterans Day, I take five minutes each of those times to recognize the sacrifices of those who've come before us and those today that serve our nation. I think that those are five minutes subtracted from our normal format that are well worth it and I think it's important to step back every once in a while and remember our common purpose and common goals as a country.
1: Unreal Mobile. I tried it because often Clark hits the nail on the head but Clark should know they do not transfer numbers from Republic Wireless. More info elsewhere on the forum but that's the bottom line. Waiting for the four to six week refund.
0: I'm really sorry and I have not heard that there was a problem with porting a number from Republic Wireless to Unreal Mobile I can't imagine that you would take lightly the decision leaving Republic Wireless because they are such a fantastic cell phone operator, their price plans are excellent uh, Unreal Mobile is has that name because it is so incredibly cheap but they are not an innovator like Republic Wireless but I I, I appreciate you sharing that there is a problem with porting from Republic. That's something no one has told me to this point.
1: I heard your advice about purchasing travel insurance. Do you realize that most companies, including Insure My Trip, charge by age? My husband and I are in our 70s. The price was mind blowing. Out of desperation, I had to do what you said to never do I purchased my insurance from the cruise line. I read through the entire policy before purchasing. It saved me hundreds of dollars. Is that age discrimination, charging by age? P.S. Please include cruise info in your travel deals, which we are including cruise deals now. We're actually moving to have more and more travel deals on Clark.com.
0: Well, because people have been asking for it. ClarkDeals.com. 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 We can tell based on what people click on that that's something of heightened interest. And so we're making sure we include more of that on Clark deals. And also, just as you requested, others have wanted the cruise deals. And we can tell that from whenever we post cruise deals, we got a lot of people reading those. On the issue of the price discrimination based on age, the greatest risk for the trip insurance companies are illnesses that might overtake someone. And they're using actuarial methods that the odds of somebody coming down with an illness or having a medical emergency rise as somebody ages. And that's why you are discriminated against price-wise when you're buying trip insurance.
1: Holiday hypocrisy. Clark, save more. Don't go crazy with your holiday spending. Also, Clark, it's September 15th. Here's where to find your holiday deals. It's so true. It is so true. (laughs) I talk out
0: of both sides of my mouth. I'm like, you know, live on less than what you make. Save money. Save money. Save money. money. And then I say, you're not going to believe this deal. You can go to (laughs) Beijing today for 332 round trip. Is that incredible? You got to go. Yeah, it's true. It is absolutely a fact that I'm like, um, you know, like at the dog track, although they're getting rid of those greyhound tracks. Anyway, you know, they'd be chasing the rabbit around the track. I mean, a deal to me is like the rabbit and I'm the dog chasing the rabbit. So it is, it is my thing. But my, my whole idea of living on less than what you make is that you set up your life by how much you save out of every paycheck before you see your net check. And if you structurally have your life where you're living on substantially less than what you make, With the money that remains, if you have the cash available and there's a great deal, why not buy the great deal?
1: IRMA, or Income-Related Medicare Adjustment Amount. You recently recommended that a listener delay collecting Social Security until age 70 in order to maximize his monthly benefit. When you make that recommendation, you should tell your listeners that the increased Social Security benefit could push them into a higher income bracket, which might cause them to be charged a higher premium for Parts B and D of Medicare. The IRMA will be deducted from their monthly Social Security check.
0: I appreciate that. The complexity of the interaction of Social Security and Medicare is something that confounds everyone because every situation is so different. That's why I love the tool you have to buy, even though I love when free tools are available. Maximize my social security. We have a link to it at Clark.com because it takes the exact individual circumstance of your life and your finances and guides you when the ideal time is to take. Now, I'm pretty stark on the social security thing because I try to get people to think through the process because overwhelmingly the most common age that people take Social Security is age 62. And later in retirement, that can be really, really hazardous to making sure you have enough money for life's daily expenses.
1: On a recent episode, Clark said that the American Community Survey is data collected by the government to give corporations make, to make money off of us. This was very misleading comment, and a rare time that Clark did indeed stink. The American Community Survey is publicly available information, so more corporations can use it. But it's used for so many other useful public and private sector endeavors. As far as the government is concerned, it's the primary resource for distribution of funds on the federal and local levels, including the education system. Clark's free market idealism may have him thinking that a private company should be doing this instead. Indeed, there are plenty of companies collecting our personal information, but they certainly aren't publishing it all for public use. Taking part in the census, like voting, should be regarded as a privilege for all citizens living in our free democracy. And they link to further reading on censusproject.org. This was written by Matt.
0: Matt, thank you for that post. I feel that the burden that is passed on to people with the law compelling the completion of the community survey is so extreme that if this information is that valuable, that we should be compensated at some level for our time, and then I wouldn't object so much.
1: I heeded your advice and joined Costco as you highly recommended their optical department. Joined last year and brought my glasses and prescription to them. My right lens had a scratch in line of sight on it within a month. I'm very careful with my glasses and put them in a case at night. Within seven months, the right temple fell off as I picked them up and put them on. The temple was actually broken off near the connecting point. Okay, took them back. They sent them off to replace, and I did bring up the scratch lens, and they replaced that also. Received back, and within six weeks, the other left temple area broke. I found out that all metal, all the metal glasses framed I looked at at Costco were all delicate feeling. I returned with, with my glasses again and asked for a refund that I, and then I was done with Costco glasses. I also asked for a full refund of the membership fee as that was the only reason I joined and they are not convenient for me and I received it. I then went to Sam's where I've been a member for years. I found frames there and all their frames felt more substantial. I'm very happy with my new Sam's frames. I don't understand why you always praise Costco and barely give Sam's a mention
0: well i appreciate that i shop at both warehouse clubs and i can only go by consumer reports that says that costco is now the top rated place to get glasses obviously it was not a good experience for you i'm impressed that they gave you replace the glasses when you didn't like the replacement they gave you your money back they refunded your membership fee that's the way a warehouse club should work i appreciate all your posts please When you feel that I'm off the mark, go to Clark.com. Go to Clark Stinks and let me know. Debbie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. and Debbie, you want to max your rewards on reward cards. What are you thinking?
3: Well, I'm not sure what to think. I have three um, credit cards that I pay off at the end of the month, every month. And uh, I've got quite a number of rewards points that are mounting up and you you see you know offers for how to use them you know miles uh air miles cash hotels gifts and i'm not sure what is the best way to go about doing that but without just letting it sit there and mount and then have my money rather than me have my money
0: right so the rewards you've been earning is it On a card that is issued, not tied to a particular airline or particular hotel, it's just one where you earn travel points that you can use for travel, turn into cash, whatever.
3: Right. Yeah, not tied to anything. Okay. Not tied to a particular group or uh, airline or anything like that.
0: So that gets really tough to figure out value. Uh Uh-huh. So... What I like for you to do, uh, you mentioned travel, and so what I like is for you to see what would it cost, as an example, for you to buy a ticket somewhere you think would be fun to go. Potentially using your points, and you mm-hmm. see what the fare would cost in dollars, and then how many points it would cost you to do the same trip, mm-hmm. and you can figure out the value that that would translate into for each point you have. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to see value. So you take, like, what would it cost for a hotel? You know, if you were to book a hotel, how many points would it take to book the same hotel? Mm -hmm. And you're able to start to see versus cash, what gives you the most value?
3: So we really have to do some comparing And and not just once,
0: not just once, over time, like you'll see, like my wife had a card that worked just like that and had this pile of points and was trying to figure out, should we redeem it for travel? Should we redeem it for this, that, or the other? And it turned out with her card that the points generated the most value, turning them into merchandise, which I'd never seen with a card before. Uh So it really does vary by card. And only if you take real life situations, I'd like to go to the Grand Canyon. So what would it cost me to fly to Phoenix buying a ticket? How many points would it take instead to do that? How much value am I actually getting out of those points? And you compare it one thing to another to another that the points can be used for. So I'm talking about a little part-time job to figure out the best value. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. So I have an eating habit that distresses any of a number of people. I eat a lot of fast food and it turns out that I am archaic doing that. Because even with the economy being as strong as it is, the number of people going to fast food restaurants is dropping across the United States. On average, traffic's down, uh, what's referred to as foot traffic or number of people going, is down about 3% year over year, which may not sound like a lot, that's a lot. Of movement in a year when the economy has gotten so much stronger and people have decided one by one either to eat healthier only or to eat a little healthier than they have been. Eat a little more healthy and so that is having a direct effect in the fast food business. Now here's the Upside for someone like me who consumes fast food. Have you noticed all the discounting that's going on? That's right. The deals are more and more present, and the fast food business has decided very heavily to adopt Kroger's pricing method. You know, the second largest supermarket chain in the country. Kroger is considered to be legendary at its successful ability to do high-low pricing, that Kroger's regular prices are, well, they're not cheap, but then they have items on sale that are very, very good. So people who are brand loyal and just go there pay, well, a fair amount of money for their groceries, but people who pay attention to prices and buy things when they're on sale and promotion, do very well. And so the fast food business, players have decided to adopt this method. And I was in a Wendy's the other day, and Wendy's, you can see it in how they've designed their menu board, how the items they want you to buy are really, really displayed with big characters and where your eyes go to and all that, and then off in the corner, shunted to the far side, and smaller type are the items that they're trying to attract the price conscious. McDonald's does it with the one, two, three. Everybody's doing it Taco Bell. You talk about a fast food chain. They are all doing the high-low. They're trying to get you to be excited about ordering this meal or that meal or this burger or that chicken sandwich or whatever. But if you are price sensitive, they're going to have the deals for you. And because of this drop in traffic, you're going to see what's known as the bottom bucket from the top bucket spread. And what that means is that the items they want you to buy will push up in price to try to make up for the loss in traffic, but the people who are looking for the best deal, well, they're still going to find the deal. So if you are price-oriented like I am, you walk into one of those places, you're always looking for the bargain. The other thing you're going to see is more and more... App-based discounting. McDonald's has been pushing app-based discounting hard over the last few months. And so if you do frequent McDonald's, download the app, and if you jump through the hoops of getting the food they want you to get, you're going to get a deal. Just like at Chick-fil-A, if you download their app, there are so many special deals you're going to get. Vanessa's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Vanessa.
3: Hi. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be on the call. I've been following you for a while. So.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I hope I can be of help to you. What's going on?
3: Well, um, I actually recently got an email from um, an app that I use called Trim. Um, they're providing a new debt payoff service. And I was wondering, what do you think about that? Because I was uh, looking into DMP uh, um, plan with another company, but this uh, trend seems to be, since I already have an account with them and they send me, you know, good tips and stuff, Um they charge about $10 a month. And then they say they negotiate your rates and
0: stuff. Right. So what they do, and I've done this on TV where we had people call their credit card companies, and people are successful with getting the interest rate lowered on a credit card usually about two-thirds of the time. You will, by asking, they'll lower your rate. Now, it all depends on your profitability score to that credit card issuer, how worried they are you go to someone else. And one of the things they look at now is what's your current credit score. If they know that your credit score is such that they're not worried about you being able to dump them to go somewhere else, they're not as likely to lower the rate. So what TREM is doing with the um, thing where they negotiate with your credit card company is something that if you were comfortable doing it, you could call a credit card company and ask them if they'll lower the rate. How many cards do you have?
3: Um, I have five.
0: Okay. Why don't you do this first? Why don't you call just one of the five and see if they'll lower your interest rate for you?
3: I tried. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is uh, one bank I have three cards with, and I tried calling and basically, the message I got, I mean, they didn't say this per se, but kind of like because I've been good paying my minimum payments, that there's nothing they can do for me unless I'm in a hardship situation. So they would
0: not they would not lower your interest rate. Do you know what your current credit score is?
3: Um, about 687. Okay. Something like
0: that. And the debt you have on these five cards, is it, is it at a point where you're struggling to make the minimum payments each month?
3: Um, I still can make it, but I feel like I'm paying too much on interest. Uh, I'm paying like twenty something percent on some of them, Ugh. and it's it's adding up. It's about I, I mean the that's why I look into the DMP because right. they promised they could cut this to a one point something percent and
0: well okay pay all faster. right we we got to talk here. Because you mentioned, I should explain to people what that is, a debt management plan. And there are a lot of dishonest organizations in the DMP business. And you got go to go the right folks, but instead of what I'd like you to do before you hire TREM, before you worry about the interest rates, I'd like you to take a step. You may have heard me mention, and that is I'd like you to go to an office of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Have you ever heard of the NFCC?
3: I've heard of it, yeah.
0: So, but if I you if
3: them.
0: All right, so if you do nfcc.org, you'll be able to put in your zip code and you'll be able to find somebody close to you that you can either have a phone conference with or go meet them in person. And at almost all offices of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, it's free for you to sit down with somebody. Okay. They're a nonprofit, and you sit down with them. They go over. They'll make you fill out all these forms where you put down all your expenses, you know how much you pay in rent, you have a car payment, what it is, what are you paying for your electric bill, every expense you have in your life over the course of a month including what debts you have, and they go over them with you and they help you see if the amount of obligations you have, if it's reasonable for you to be able to pay them off. If they don't think so, that's when, with an NFCC office, you can do a legit debt management plan. Okay. So I would say, if you're wheezing on the interest rates... And you'd like to attack them? I'd much rather you first go sit down with a budget counselor.
3: Okay, yeah, because it's like right now all I'm doing is just paying the minimum.
0: Yeah, all so, of them. so that's why that's why I need for you to get in and talk to somebody. Again, the site's nfcc.org. And Vanessa, I hope uh, don't do the trim thing right now. Go to do the nfcc thing. Find the local one. Get the paperwork, go meet with them if you can in person, if not over the phone or by video conference, and let's see where you need to be next. And then I hope you'll reach back out to me and let me know if that was a useful step in your life or if you feel like I just wasted your time. I hope that you'll find it, as so many other people have found it to be very useful. Good luck terry's with us on the clark howard show hello terry
4: hey how are you clark
0: great thank you terry i hope i can serve you today
4: yes and uh, uh thank you for taking my call and clark i have uh, uh, some questions just regarding like supplemental insurance because this is a time of the year we get the benefit kind of enrollment and uh, they have a supplemental it's a it's not mandatory it's optional and uh, cover those hospital and the cancer and what have you just wonder how how your thoughts are whether those are worth to buy or worth to purchase or anything.
0: i'm really not into uh the insurance policies that are for narrow specific things like accidents or cancer or things like that i mean they're not scams but i'm more interested if you are already, you're already your employer is providing you with major medical, with traditional health coverage, is that right?
4: Yes, we do. We have a pretty decent uh, um, the medical coverage.
0: Yes. Great. So then I would look at the second thing that I'd like you to make sure you have, and that is disability insurance.
4: Yes, we do have a short-term the long-term disability, yes.
0: Your employer gives you both? Yes. Well, you
4: work the, for a great company. Yes, we do. And we have a, a pretty generous employer.
0: Wow. So if you've got a short-term disability, long-term disability, you've got the um, health coverage from your employer, I wouldn't fret so much about the very narrow kind of supplemental policies. Um okay. I do want to ask you something else, though, too. Do you have your own life insurance policy outside of what your employer may have?
4: Um, No, I have uh, the life insurance provided by the company and they also uh, have an opportunity to purchase additional and I do purchase additional uh, to the 2x of my uh, salary.
0: Okay, and how's your health? Uh, Pretty good. If your health is good, I'd like you to shop to own your own policy. If the company gives you one X of your pay, um, I think it's two X. Yeah. They give you the two X.
4: Mhm. Wow. And I they, just vote it.
0: They are so generous. But if you if you end up going somewhere else, mm-hmm. having your own insurance policy, I really recommend for life insurance. Okay. Do you think you're going to stay there forever, or is it possible that at some point you'll switch employers?
3: Um,
4: I think I'm going to stay for a while.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then maybe that's not a priority. So if I were thinking what I would do with extra money that you were thinking of using for the supplemental narrow insurance kind of things, mm-hmm. I would rather you put additional money in your 401k or... Okay put money in your own IRA. Either of those would be a better idea than you owning an accident policy or any of those kind of narrow kind of things that you have to meet the exact check marks for that to pay off. I'd rather that money stay in your wallet.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post
5: a question for me at clark.com. Producer Joel asks it. Clark, I'm going to ask this one for Bill. He says, can you take your own prescriptions while in the hospital for a procedure rather than pay their exorbitant rates from the hospital pharmacy? Do I wish.
0: Okay. So (laughs) last time I was in the hospital because of electronic medical records at that hospital, they knew what the uh, cholesterol medicine was and all these things I take. And the bills for them administering those to me were just off the charts unbelievable. And so um, I actually went without my cholesterol med last time I was in the hospital so that I wouldn't have to pay their outrageous markups. So it depends on the hospital system you're going to if you are allowed to bring in your own meds and take them on your own or if they require that they administer and mark them up so much i hope that where you're going you're allowed to take them your own on your
5: own all right clark and ed writes in he says i'm an executive whose job was recently eliminated i've been approached i'm so sorry He says, I've been approached by several agencies that want me to pay money to help me find a job. I'm hesitating because this sounds like a scam. Also, in today's marketplace, I don't think it it will be that difficult to find a job. What do you think?
0: I would get out there and advocate for yourself first. Uh, At an executive level, it's not unusual for you to be approached by a headhunter. But normally, with an executive level headhunter, the employer is paying, not you. So I would be very wary and very
5: skeptical about you paying somebody to go out and shop you for a job. All right. And Robert writes and he says, I had a flight recently from the USA to Belgium and it was canceled due to mechanical issues. Under EU law, I was entitled to compensation. I filed my claim with a service, and they helped me get $1,400 back. Uh, at, there was a 25% fee, so I only got 1050 but I wanted to let your listeners know that it's, this is a real thing, and apparently 95% of Americans never even filed a claim.
0: That is the greatest advice ever. The European airlines and U.S. airlines flying to Europe must comply with European rules. But if you don't know, you don't get, and the procedures are somewhat arcane, and that's why I recommend you use one of the servicing bureaus that take the 25% commission to file your claim. Good for you getting that $1,000. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show.